Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. All right. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. I'm good. I'm doing good. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. I love... Well, I love both of the songs we just sang, but it's like, we're going to praise him. Basically, it's saying we're going to praise him on a mountain. That means, you know, when we're feeling successful, but louder in the valley. And do you know what's grown in the valley? Fruit. You know. So let's praise him. But, oh, so good. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm just going to pray. You mind? All right. Thank you, God. God, we just welcome you in this place this morning. We're so grateful. We're grateful that we can gather. We're grateful that we can grow together and just be around people that want to grow and want to get to know you and want to do life better. We give you this time. We just ask you to do what you want to do. I do ask God that even as I deliver what I feel you have put on my heart and what I have prepared, I just ask your Holy Spirit to lead and guide me and to to speak personally to every person in this room, Lord Jesus. And we just give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. 100% is yours. Thank you. Amen. One of our favorite verses around here comes from Proverbs 4.23. It says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Welcome to part three of Fallen For You. Last week, my handsome husband... Pastor Matt gave us an amazing message about anger. And I don't know about you, but as soon as the service was over, I felt a slight testing <laughs> in the area. And, uh, and I was frustrated. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, yeah, this makes sense. But, <laughs> but it, is, it was a great, it was a really good message, was it not? If you were here in the house, it was a good message. And it is so amazing how alignment affects our attitude it affects our assignment and today I want to talk to you about boundaries and this is a big topic but I'm going to share what I feel the Lord wants to say today so if you're thinking to yourself I know what I know that's great you know what you know but I just want you to be open to what the Lord wants to say today (laughs) so amen so Unfortunately, fortunately, we can't talk about boundaries without talking about another word, and that word is dysfunction. And the thing about... (laughs) Your timing is so funny. (laughs) Oh, let's give a hand for Kelsey. (laughs) All right. We'll get to this dirty laundry in a little bit. But the thing about dysfunction is that we all experience it in some way at some point, probably more than one point. And I could probably pass the microphone around to you and you could tell me something about your family or some dysfunction or some people that you know. And if I got to you and you said, no, there's no dysfunction in my family, it could be that you (laughs) are the dysfunction. (laughs) So, and I mean that with love. That's your truth with love. But anyways, the thing about dysfunction is that where there's dysfunction, there's often chaos. And where there's chaos, we find ourselves with the need for a boundary. You know, a lot of us hear that, that word and we can kind of close up or we cross our arms. And, uh, and I get that. I know that feeling. Maybe you're here today and you've had somebody 
use a boundary against you, maybe to try to control or to manipulate or to punish. I think we've all probably experienced that in some way. We might think, nope, I experienced that, ruined the relationship. Or maybe we've tried to set a boundary, but we weren't trying to control, but maybe we were thinking we could change another person. And then we got frustrated when we realized that ultimately we can't change people. You know, even for myself, I wasn't convinced that boundaries was something that I really understood or felt that they could even work. And even though I've learned and I've grown and I've studied and I've tried some out, I've also felt very sensitive when I, when I feel a boundary placed towards me, as if it's a punishment or if it's evidence of a failure on my part. You know, I came back just recently from a trip. I just to Alberta, a one-hour flight, not super far away, but I was honored to officiate a friend's wedding. And also I had some time to just rest and, and uh, see some friends. But on the way back, I didn't have any headphones. I couldn't watch a movie. I was like, what am I going to do? And if I was my husband, I would just meet someone and talk to them and tell them about Jesus. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I was thinking, what am I going to do for the hour? So I decided I'm going to go buy a book, an overpriced book from that overpriced convenience store at the airport. So I go and I'm looking around to see what's there. Do I want to read a romance? No, I have one. <laughs> but, <laughs> A murder mystery? No. A vague, depressing-looking book with dark tree branches on it? No, not that one either. Then I spotted it. How to be perfect. <laughs> no tea. And I was like, yeah, that's the one I want to read. And underneath it said pretty much basically the answer to every moral question and how to be perfect. And really, that book is over here <laughs> and we won't ever attain it in this lifetime but I was like this should be good and it was more of a light-hearted thing and to me it spoke to me because I have grown up with that just like loving the people in my life but you know wandering over into that people pleasing thing that can become fear and anxiety and all of that stuff you know even the thought of letting someone down that was hard for me, is hard for me. And I would say that I have come a long way, but I still very much remember that feeling, and I still do at times, just that heart-squeezing feeling of anxiety and disappointment, and even maybe shame at not being able to live up to an expectation, right? Whether it's like something I put on myself or something that somebody else put on me. Is anybody else? Anybody else not like letting people down? <laughs> yeah. And how many here could relate and admit that even when you know better, you don't always right away do better? Isn't that true? Yeah. So I would need to continually renew our minds daily, every single day with the Word of God, and lay our burdens and struggles at the foot of the cross. Let's go to the Bible. Romans 12, verse... I, can't, I don't know if I put 2 or 22... <laughs> do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will you know and let's all just take a second to remind ourselves that we need Jesus every single day you know faith is a journey and that journey 
is lasts our whole life. But back to boundaries. An issue that we might find as believers trying to work out this boundary idea is, is maybe not having the biblical confidence that God is, God is supportive of us laying boundaries or trying to draw boundaries. And then even if we do, we also need the emotional courage to do that, to communicate the boundary, to implement the boundary, and to stay consistent. For myself, I'm a natural peacemaker and a peace protector. So I'm very aware we're not fighting against flesh and blood. And as much as possible, I want to live at peace with everyone, especially, you know, my family and those that are closest to me. But that's also meant for me that sometimes I've continued patterns of dysfunction out of fear. Fear that someone's going to get upset. Fear that they might leave. Anybody? So today's going to be a little bit more of a conversation. My prayer today is that we'll all leave today a little bit lighter, a little bit stronger, and loving our people better. Maybe you walked in here and maybe you're feeling desperate about a relationship relationship situation. Or maybe a bunch of your relationships. Maybe you're feeling like you just can't take it anymore. And I hope today will bring fresh hope. And I need to also just say right away that I know that I'm not perfect. I'm not speaking to you from a perfect place. I'm on a journey too. I was as excited as I was humbled to prepare this message for you today. You know, I need Holy Spirit guidance every single day. So just in case you're sitting close to someone today, I just want to lay a couple of ground rules. In case you're sitting close to someone you might be experiencing tension with or someone you regularly do life with, we're just going to get our hearts right right away. So pick a neighbor, look at them. Pick one. Say, this message is for me. Say it, say it louder, but not shouting. This message is for me. Very good. I will not use it against you. All right, now turn to your other neighbor if you have one. Say, this message is for me. But you need it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're feeling good? All right, so part of the part of the problem, we're going to have problems and we're going to go to the word for it. But part of the problem with dysfunction is that we can get so comfortable with it that it becomes our normal. That means we've, we've uh, hung around with it for too long. So I want to tell you a story about my laundry situation. <laughs> I have to say it is a dysfunction because it's not, fu- my system is not functioning. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is like, no, you're not my system. You're not my laundry system, but you are a participant. Anyway, (laughs) there are seven people in my home and lots of laundry baskets, a decent sized laundry room. Though if I was to design a home for seven people, it would be a lot different than Mars is. It would have like, it would be a room and it would have two to four sets of laundry machines and a really big island and like a revolving clothing rack. Yeah. 
Yeah, you agree? <laughs> and and Lena would live at my house still, so <laughs> that would come with every every big family house. Okay, it's it's not working. My laundry situation is not working. The best laundry happens on Saturday nights. The most efficient because we need to wear clean clothes to church. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, so, but uh, even last night, we're like falling asleep for like, well, an amazing day. And, and Matt's like, did you put my underwear in the, in the washer? <laughs> and I was like, yes. He's like, hey, don't forget to put in the dryer. I'm like, I won't. And then I went to sleep. And then at 3.30 a.m. I hear the like, the hustle and bustle of the laundry moving and door slamming and the dryer starting. But anyways, we're here. It's, but, but, and does anybody, okay, every, also, I know you're probably getting bored of my laundry thing, but maybe some of the mamas relate. Whenever my laundry floor is clean, I take a picture. I wash it and I take a picture because it takes a lot to get there. But a couple of things about that. Sometimes, are, sometimes the laundry's done. Sometimes everything is folded. It's never, it's never all done in my house. But that's kind of like, but that's kind of like fate, and that's kind of like relationships. Sometimes things are neat and tidy and folded, and socks are matched. And sometimes it's a hot mess. And I know there's another mama in the house that doesn't fold anymore, and just puts. <laughs> You know, and even when we were in, in Manitoba, our Matt's dad and my, my father-in-law, he, he said, I heard that you are gonna, could iron this thing for me, this shirt. And I was like, well, I, I, I don't iron, but I will do that for you. <laughs> I do know how to iron. I would gladly do that for you. Anyways, enough laundry. Sometimes it's neat and tidy. Sometimes it's a hot mess. And that is okay you know we keep we get up we keep working we keep trying to do better sometimes there's other people in our lives that do not contribute to the system and there's things that we can't control about that but let's talk about the things that we can and let's just um, take it back to where was the first time that God talked about boundaries in the Bible Genesis chapter 1 isn't that awesome so in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. He called The darkness he called night, and the day he called light, light day. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. Got a couple boundaries happening. God said, let the water gather under the sky in one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land. And he gathered the waters, and he called them seas. God saw that it was good. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15 says, The Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. 
so interesting to note that in God's first recorded conversation with man, he gave him a responsibility and a boundary. I think that's amazing. I just want to give just a, um, well, my first point today is just picture of healthy, healthy. Who in here does online banking? Put your hand up if you do online banking. Put your hand up if you have a password. Yep. <laughs> not if you always remember it. Do you have a password because you're not a good Christian? No, it has nothing to do with that. Do you have a password because you're selfish? No. Why do you have a password? To protect yourself. And because the general public may not be able to access that information appropriately. They may not be able to handle that access appropriately. And it's the same with us. We are called to love everybody. We say this lots here, but we're not called to give everyone access. You know, love is something that God he commands us to love one another, but he doesn't command us to let everybody in, to see our laundry room or whatever, <laughs> you know. You know, even here at the church, everyone is welcome. We are really big on, we're not going to categorize your dysfunction or where you've gone right or wrong. That's not our job. That's a Holy Spirit job. You know, everyone is welcome here. No matter where you're at, no matter what your belief is at today, you are welcome here. At the same time, we have a really good security team. <laughs> yeah, I'm very thankful for them because we want every person in this room to feel safe. You know, and there, there has been times where we've had to say no. You know, if somebody's chosen to take a substance before they've come in, or if even if their activities in the past have made them unsafe to be around women and children, things like that, those are places we have to draw a boundary. And it's not just for our safety, it's also for their safety. So we, you know, and as a church, we have to look at what, well, what can we do? You know, we can offer them a coffee, a cup of cold water. We can pay for their taxi. We can let them know, you know, about different, different options. And it's another reason why we even have our online services. You know, those are just, just a picture of that. Um, it's, a, it's the same for me. I, I usually have a person with me. And, and you know what? The reason is not because I think I'm more important than anybody else. But it's so that I'm able to, I'm able to love better. I'm able to move freely where I feel the Holy Spirit is leading me, and not kind of get maybe trapped in a conversation that's not necessary. This makes sense. Just a couple of things there. My next point is I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. If you, I would encourage you to write them down because maybe you want to process this in your own way. But know thyself. Know your capacity. Know your limits. You know, we need to always have that growth mindset. Be willing to grow. Be willing to get stronger. All of that stuff. But know where you're at. You know, when we make promises to people that are outside of our capacity, we're not able to show up as our best selves. Isn't that right? When we jam-pack our days too full and we're just running like crazy people, we're not able to be present. So in this way, learn to put boundaries on yourself. You know what that's called? 
It's called self-control. It's the fruit of the Spirit. You know, something's been on my heart lately is niceness is not a fruit of the Spirit. It's not listed. Niceness isn't listed. Isn't, but kindness is. It's self-control. My next point is avoid extremes. So often we can go from like just taking it, not saying anything, you know, just take it, take it, take it, being passive, and then we jump over to leaving. And I know that happens in marriages. It's just like stop talking and then gone. And it's like, well, what happened in between? But what a boundary does is it brings us back to the middle where we can have a conversation. Does that make sense? It's hard sometimes to have those conversations. Nobody, nobody loves conflict, do they? Not too many, anyway. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like we can live in dysfunction or we can move forward. Next is fight for your relationship. The Bible says this, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. You know, again, when we talk about relationships, a lot of times, if it's marriage, we often know what's going on in our spouse's life. We have a pretty good idea. But we don't, it's not the same for our, all of our relationships. So sometimes when we're faced with a conflict or something that kind of feels weird, a lot of times it has nothing to do with us. And that's again, brings us back to have the conversation. In the absence of conversation is where we assume. It's where the enemy can come in. He's very creative. Do you ever notice that he's very creative with his ideas? <laughs> Next point is keep your eyes on God. We can look all over the place to find our answers, can't we? And God wants us to come to him. He wants us to bring every little detail of every little thing before him. He knows. He knows what's up. I love the verse that Pastor Matt quoted this morning, and I'm just going to grab verse 2 of Hebrews 12. It says, Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way. The cross, the shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. I think in so many things that we go through or struggle with, if we could just lift our eyes up, some of that tension, some of that frustration, some of that desperation will fade in the light of the cross. You know, when Jesus came, he wasn't just shiny in his robes and like, bless you, you know, he got, (laughs) in case you had that picture, but he got in there in the mud, you know, with people. But he also, with one word, he could heal. And with one word, he could cast out demons. And he, you know, he came to do business. He didn't come to have some snacks. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's true facts. But I think when we consider that he went to the cross, he was beaten. He was bruised. He was nailed to a tree. He suffered. And, you know, in front of everybody... And he did that for us. When we look at that, and he did that for our pain, he did that so that we could have healing in every single area of our life, especially our hearts. 
You know, when we live a life in service to God, when we've given our life to Him and He's healed us, our lives are meant to be of service to others. So when we think about boundaries, I'm not saying walls. I'm not saying walls to protect yourself. I'm not saying walls to keep people out. I'm saying boundaries to love better. Boundaries are meant to serve better. You know, and when we walk with Jesus, we walk in step with the Spirit, He's going to show us where we're supposed to be at certain times. Have you ever had that feeling you're in a conversation and it's drifting and you're like, I need to get out of this. It just might be the Holy Spirit. You know, and, and I've been in a situation myself where it's, where it's wandered into gossip and I've been corrected by a friend and it hurts, but it's so good because you're like, oh yeah. Because soon when we speak death, we don't feel good right and so even boundaries like that boundaries like i will not talk about my friend i will not speak death those are boundaries that are going to bring life one of my i'm going to close just this little portion of the message with this um i remember a season when i had young babies and i'm still in a season where life is really busy with kids but it's different it's you know, you know what I mean. You've had babies and now they're not babies, or maybe you have babies right now. <laughs> and you're like, I would really like to do anything, but I feel like I can't do anything. Like, but just, and I remember reading this verse, and I just felt like in this season, God knows where I'm at. You know, and He's and He's drawn these boundary lines for me, and I will be blessed. And so I'm just gonna read this Psalm 16, verse 5 to 9. Lord, you have assigned me my portion in my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I've set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds like a good life. You stand with me this morning. If you're here today and you are like, this is interesting, but maybe you don't have a relationship yet with Jesus, I just want to bring it all back. Regardless, even if you do know Jesus, I want to bring it all back to Jesus. I can give you some tips and some points, and life is found in the Word of God. But without a relationship with Jesus, we're just trying. And I believe the Lord wants to lift some burdens this morning. And if you've never met my Jesus, I, you need to meet my Jesus. You know, Pastor Matt often says, he's like, we don't give up on people, but we give them up to God. You know, we talked about today, we can't control other people, but we also can't, we just can't, we can't make it right by ourselves. We can't do good all by ourselves. The whole Old Testament and even into the New is just a reminder of why humanity needs a Savior. So I want to give us a moment in, t- in time, you know, to recommit our lives to Jesus, to invite Him into every little detail of our life, to our relationships, whatever they might be, what, whatever you know in your heart, what's on your heart today. And if you're here and, and this is your first time and you're saying, Jesus, I need you, well, we just want to say a prayer together this morning. Say, I believe you are God. 
And I believe that you came to this earth and you died on a cross for me so that I could have new life. I could have, a, have abundance of life in this lifetime and eternity in the next. So we're going to pray that together. And if you're here today and you've been struggling, I, I invite you just to recommit and to relay your life down today and just say, I can't do this without you, Jesus. I, I put my life in your hands. Sound good? I think it sounds good. <laughs> Let's go. Let's pray together. Repeat after me, dear Jesus. I confess that you are God. And I believe that you died for me and that you rose again so that I could have new life. I could have hope in this one and for the next. Jesus, I lay my life down and I ask you to pick me up. I thank you that today is a brand new day and a fresh start. I commit to follow you, Jesus, all the days of my life. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Keep your eyes closed for a second and keep standing. If that's you today and you just said yes to Jesus for the first time today, would you reach your hands toward heaven in the privacy of this moment? Thank you. And if you're here today and you've said, Jesus, yeah, I need you. I know that I've been ignoring you <laughs> or whatever. We're just recommitting to invite Jesus into your relationships in a fresh way. Can you give me a thumbs up or a wave in the air? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we're going to just move into um, a time of worship and also give an opportunity for baptism. It's something we do every single day here. Every single day. Every time we gather. <laughs> And really, again, the word baptism means to be fully immersed. And it also represents when Jesus went to the cross and he went to the grave. When he went to the cross, he dealt with our pain and he dealt with sickness and death and he defeated it. And does it mean we won't see sickness or death in this lifetime? No. But Jesus defeated it. You know, and so we can, we can go to him. We can go to him with all of it. And so if you're saying yes to Jesus today, or you have some things that you're struggling with that you want to leave behind this morning, we want to give you an opportunity for baptism. Pastor Matt and I will be over here, and you're welcome to come as we worship this morning or any time after. But just as we worship this morning, I know there's some lightheartedness and just some kind of like straightforward stuff, but I want you to dig deep and, and ask the Lord what He's saying to you today. And also just lift those burdens up where they belong and lift our eyes onto Jesus. You know, like Pastor Matt said, the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's do it. All right. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.